Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to another episode of Lottie Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary to the U.S. Territory of Guam, and Merry Christmas. It is that time of year again, and I absolutely love this time of year as it's a time to get together with family and remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and remember that without Him, without Him being born in the flesh, born of a virgin, Without him fulfilling those prophecies, you and I, us saved today, would have absolutely no chance to go to heaven when we die. It's just wonderful to remember that. Wonderful to think that Jesus Christ loved us so much that he left his throne on high to die for you and me. That is the salvation message. That is what it's always been about. Is Jesus Christ coming to this earth to die for a sinner like you and me? And it's just so wonderful to think about that, that he loved us that much. Now, if you're able to, turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Very familiar verse. It is the verse where Mary's about to give birth, and she gives birth here. And she brought forth her spirit her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Uh, Today's message is called, Is There Room at the Inn? Is There Room at the Inn? You know, I never bothered to think about this until the other day when I was reading this scripture um, about the innkeeper in this story. I wonder if he ever found out that the person he turned away was giving birth to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, if he died not knowing Jesus Christ as Savior, then certainly, yes, he did find out about it later. But did he ever find out? Did he ever know that he turned away Jesus Christ? Did he he know that he was turning away the Messiah? It's, It's very interesting to think that he was turning away the very hope, the only hope for humanity, the only hope for mankind. So today I want to ask us two questions, just spend some time today asking two questions. And first off, let's look in Psalm 84.2. Psalm 84.2. First question I want to ask us today, is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Psalm 84.2. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out, for the living God. Is there room in your heart today for Christ? Is there room for your heart today for Christ? We go about our lives every day and we get so preoccupied with different things, whether it be news or politics or work, that sometimes we forget to make God, we forget to make Christ in the forefront in our heart and our heart's desire. Uh, some signs of that are, well, do we get so preoccupied in our daily goings and whatnot that we forget to pray, that we forget to read our Bible? Do we get so caught up in different things that we forget to do our own devotions? You know what that's a sign of? That's a sign that Christ is not, you're not making room for Christ in your heart. If, If you were making room for Christ in your heart, you'd be doing that with no problem. There would be no second thought. You would want to be looking for Christ. You'd want to do what Christ would want you to do. Do we get so caught up and so influenced in the world that we want to do and have what the world does and have, and we don't even consider what Christ would want us to do or have? Do we get so caught up in situations and being influenced by our friends who are living in the world 
that we start living like them and don't even think about what Christ would want us to do and how Christ wants us to live? Do we have room for Christ in our hearts? Do we? Is Christ in our heart today? I mean, yes, that's another question. Are you saved today? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come in your heart and save you? If you haven't, there's your first issue. You need to ask Jesus Christ to come in your heart and save your soul. You need to repent of your sins and ask Jesus to save you. He's the only one who can. He's the only one who can. It's by him and through him alone. Friend, is there room in your heart for Christ today? Is there room in your heart for what Christ can do for you? Do we make him the forefront of all of our efforts? You know, one of those uh, things in the 90s was, what would Jesus do? Uh, One of those big sayings, and um, I wasn't really around old enough to remember any of that, but I remember the aftermath of it in the early 2000s when people would still keep trying to use that. Well, I can already tell you what Jesus would do. Just read the scripture. Just read the Bible and you'll figure, figure it out. But do we think about what Jesus did in the Bible? How he treated people, how he acted to people, how he how he met people's needs? Is there room for Christ in our heart today? How about we make some room? Hey, whatever's preoccupying our heart, whether it be some uh, something in the world or whatever is getting in the way of our relationship with Christ, how about we get that out of the way and how about we make Christ the center of our life? Whatever Christ would want us to do, how about we go ahead and do that? Whatever he would want us to say, whoever he wants us to witness to, however he wants us to act, why don't we make him the forefront of our hearts? Why don't we make room for him in our heart? You know, the innkeeper... I'm pretty sure that had he known had he known who he was turning away, then he would have gone into that inn and he would have kicked out somebody in one of those rooms to make room for Christ. He'd have made room had he known. He would have made room. But he didn't know. You and I know, though. You and I know who we are refusing room into our hearts. That's not right. That's not right at all. You and I, when we when we stand before the Lord and God asks us why we didn't make room in our heart for Him, then what are we going to say? It's going to be a very sobering moment when that happens, when God starts asking us those questions. Friend, you don't have to ha- you don't have to have that moment. That moment doesn't have to happen to you. We can change it right now. Is there room in your heart for Christ today? Is there room? Number two, second question I want to ask. Turn with me in Psalms twenty-seven one. Psalms twenty-seven one. You'll hear me turn the pages quickly. I forgot to bookmark it before recording. Um, but Psalms twenty-seven one. Very good verse, very powerful verse, very memorable verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Second question I want to ask. 
Is there room in your life? I briefly alluded to this in point number one, but point number two, is there room in your life for Christ? I, I started talking earlier about how we get so caught up in different things, whether it be the news, politics, or something else in our life, family drama even, or maybe something good is on TV, and so we want to watch that instead. Do we kick Christ out of our life to make room for that? Friend, the Christian life, God did not save us for us to continue to live in the world. God saved us to live a holy, righteous life for Him. That's why He saved us, to have a relationship with us. Without His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, without Him being born, in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 2, then we would never have that chance to have a relationship with Him. Friend, is there room for Christ in our life? Is there room for Christ in your life? How much of your life, if you're a Christian, genuinely ask yourself, genuinely look at yourself and ask yourself, how, how much am I doing for Christ? Is my life caught up in so many different things that I forget to read my Bible? Is my life so, so caught up in so many different things that I forget to pray is my life caught up with so many things that I forget to witness? Is my life caught up in so many things that I forget to tithe? Is my life so caught up in different things that I don't go to church? Well, if that's you today, I'd say there's not much room for Christ in your life. You got a few things ahead of him. That ain't right, folks. We can we can change that. We can make things right. Our relationship with Christ is, besides salvation, the most important thing we have, especially as Christians. Is there room for your life? Is there room for Christ in your life? I've seen many of my Christian friends, peers, they, uh, my generation gets caught up in a lot of weird things. Whether it be Hollywood, video games, or something, we tend to make the easiest thing, the smallest thing, an idol in our lives. Not exactly sure how or when that happened in my generation. But I've seen it among my friends, among myself sometimes, where something will take precedence over the Lord, something small, insignificant, that in the grand scheme of things doesn't even matter. How we'll either get up early or make sure we're at a movie or a or a sports event at a certain time. But we don't make sure to make time for Christ. I'm not saying I go to the movies. I'm just saying in my generation, that's that's a problem. But we make sure we prioritize other things. Why don't we prioritize Christ first? We call ourselves Christians, but we don't let Christ have control of our lives. Christ is not forefront. He's not number one in our lives. Why is that? We've got something else occupying his space. We've got something else occupying our life. That's, that should not be the case for the child of God. The child of God should let God be, uh, be forefront in their lives. We can change that, folks. Hey, New Year's is right around the corner. Why don't we make that a New Year's resolution? To make Christ the center of our lives. I guarantee you that if 
more people started making that kind of commitment and lived and honestly lived that way throughout their life, this year, this coming 2022, the whole world would be turned upside down. People would be repenting of sins left and right. America would be turned around in a heartbeat. But that's only going to happen if we decide, hey, let's make Christ the forefront of our lives. It scares me. For instance, it scares me how much of a hold Hollywood has even in the Christian life. You know, I'll be honest, a few years ago, I didn't really believe that Hollywood was bad, and I believed it was okay for Christians to go to movie theaters to watch movies. But then I actually started looking at it, and I started seeing what Hollywood was doing and what they've done in the past. I can't support it anymore. I can't follow it anymore. I don't go to the movie theaters anymore. I don't support it financially. I don't support it in that way. I can't. I physically cannot because it's disgusting. They're n uh, Hollywood's filled with nothing but a bunch of homosexual pedo uh, drinking pedos. That's it. And I'm sorry if it offends somebody, but that's just the case. That's just the case. No, no child of God should even defend anyone in Hollywood. If somebody works in Hollywood, they may be a good person, but come on. If if they want to get right with God, they need to leave that business. They're entertainers. That's all they are. They're no better than politicians. They lie for a living. And it's scary to see how much of a hold that Hollywood has on the world, especially in my generation. It's scary to see. And it's scary to see how a lot of Christians will make Hollywood their their idol or make Hollywood more of an importance than Christ. It's scary to see sometimes how they try and blend the two, make movies about Christ and do all this about Christ. I'm not I'm not bashing that, but I'm saying, hey, you can't have one you can't serve God and Mammon. You can't serve one and the other. It's it's one or nothing. Serve Christ. Last I checked, no one from Hollywood died on the cross of Calvary for your sins or my sins. In fact, to be honest, no one from Hollywood ever did anything for me. Nothing personally, nothing for me. But Jesus Christ, the King of kings, Lord of lords, descended from heaven, from his throne on high, and died on the cross of Calvary for having me in mind. He did that for me. So who should I give more room in my life? Hollywood or Christ? I didn't even mean for this to be a, a sermon, sermon against Hollywood, but that's what I'm saying. A lot of us Christians, we make the wrong thing, have more room in our life than Christ, and when we turn around, hey, there's no more room for Christ. And so we start getting so preoccupied doing other things that at the end of it, at the end of the day when we go to bed, have we read our Bibles at all? Have we prayed? Have we had a walk with God? Have, have we done anything for Him? Friend, it's something to be concerned about. And sports, oh my goodness, how many Christians I know will practically idolize sports. Uh, I'm not against sports. I like sports. 
Um, I don't watch the NFL. I don't do any of that for different reasons because they stand for stuff that I'm against. I'll play sports. I love baseball. I play baseball. I love it. But there's a line that gets crossed when we start letting sports have more room in our life than Christ. There are many Christians that will go to a sports game when it's negative 20 degrees outside. They'll go to a football game. They'll cheer on their team. and They'll yell. They'll scream. But they won't go to church on Sunday the next day because it's too cold or the roads are too bad. They won't witness to somebody out on the street or at the gas station, even though they were not afraid to yell and scream at a stadium. They won't witness. They won't soul in. They won't go to church. But all the stuff that would be required in the Christian life, they're happy to do that going to a sports game. There's something wrong with that right there. Something's taking more room than Christ. It's time we stop that. Christian, is there room in your heart? Is there room in your life? Something to think about this Christmas season. This Christmas season, for me, I'm going to make the most important Christmas season of all. Because I want to make more room for Christ in my life. Have I succeeded in that in 2021? In my opinion, no. Because there's always room for improvement. And I know many areas that in my personal life that need to be improved. But for 2022... I want God to look down and see me and say, you know what? He's legitimately trying. He's doing his best. He's making room in his heart and in his life for me. That's what I want God to say. Let's make a difference. Let's make this Christmas season the most memorable one that in our entire lives by making room for Christ. That innkeeper... As I said earlier, I guarantee you, had he known who he was turning away, he would have ran into that inn, and he would have ripped people from their bedrooms, from their rooms, to make room for Christ. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, had the people that day known who was being born, they'd have made sure there was room for Christ. They'd have made a whole palace of pure gold just for his birth, had they known who was being born. Oh my. Christian, let's make room for Christ in our heart and in our lives today. Very short word Wednesday today. Just something that's been on my heart. Just a burden that's been on my heart lately. And it's just been great being with you guys today. I hope and pray that you have a wonderful Christmas this coming Saturday. I can't believe we're getting we're so close. We're just a few days left. Seems like yesterday we were getting done with Thanksgiving. Just wonderful to see. Wonderful to hang out with family and to be uh with hanging out with church families as well. Just wonderful. I'm just so grateful for what the Lord's been doing in our lives, especially for 2021. And I can't wait to see what God has planned for 2022. 2022 looks like it's going to be a fantastic year. I am not going to lie. Looks like it's going to be great. We're going to be starting deputation off in January again, and it's just going to be wonderful to see the Lord work and see the Lord 
uh, just work through our lives. We're my uh, be praying for us about a few things. My personal prayer is that um, the Lord allows Rebecca and I to see sixty people, six zero, sixty people saved in twenty twenty two. Now we saw quite a few people saved in twenty twenty one, but I did not keep um, numbers. I di- I didn't tally them. I generally don't. Um, but this year I want to do something different and I want to try. I want to try and um, purposefully reach 60 people for Christ. So please be in prayer for us about that. And that's going to be extremely interesting. Be in prayer for everybody on on Christmas coming up. Christmas is going to be such a rough time for a lot of people due to travel. Uh, You missionaries on deputation or have been on deputation, you know what I'm talking about. So please be in prayer for all the different family members traveling. I've got family members traveling from Michigan down here to Kentucky. We're going to be seeing each other on Saturday. It's going to be a wonderful time. I've got some friends traveling from West Virginia. Going to be stopping by Moorhead on their way back here. Going to be a fantastic time to run into each other and to spend some time with each other. Thank you very much for joining us again for another Word Wednesday. Uh, God bless you all, and Merry Christmas.